secured additional 1.79%. And so the ruling party has reportedly developed a warm relationship with the Hefazati Islam, an obscurinist religious group that demanded the introduction of an anti-blasphemy law in 2013. In the end, the law did not pass. However, the ostensibly secular Awami League relegated itself to a passive spectator when the Hafazat-e-Islam promised bloodshed in April of this year, after the Bangladesh Supreme Court considered a legal challenge to the role of Islam as the state religion of Bangladesh. The court, in the end, dismissed the petition on a technicality. In the Awami League's view, this fence-sitting has little to do with the ISIS-related violence of the past year and a half, which was, in itself, inconsequential. In fact, Hasina even partially exculpated a terrorist who attacked a blogger who had written about the prevalence of superstitions in the country. She argued that while freedom of expression was valuable, it should not amount to a license for hurting religious sentiments. In the absence of a strong government response, however, terrorists have become bolder. ISIS, for example, initially targeted secular activists. Then, in October of last year, it moved on to attacking religious minorities, including Bangladesh's small Shia community. The move was an attempt to sow sectarian discord in a country that has long avoided denominational disharmony. The most recent attack was yet another escalation. For the first time, ISIS claimed responsibility for taking hostages and for targeting a large group of foreigners. More to the point, the group carried out its brazen strike in a diplomatic enclave of Dhaka that is known as a high-security area. To launch such a successful attack there, the terrorists would have had to make it through the multiple rings of security that enveloped the capital city, and particularly a posh neighborhood. What is also striking is that, although ISIS promptly assumed responsibility for the killings, It did not make any demands on the government, even as it detained over 30 people. Most likely, the militant group just wanted to demonstrate that it had the ability to strike with impunity. It is not yet clear if the latest bloodshed will be a wake-up call for Dakar. Despite Hasina's apparent resolve to crack down on terrorism, her aversion to acknowledging ISIS presence in the country was telling. The prior killings, no doubt, were atrocious. However, this attack leaves no doubt that ISIS reach is expanding. The terrorists involved in last week's attack and in previous ones were upper-middle-class urbanites, and with such pockets of support, ISIS is sure to be readying itself for the next plot. The rest of the world should recognize the seriousness of the problem and work with Dhaka and civil society groups to counter the conditions that have spawned these terrorist groups. This may also be an opportune time to broaden intelligence cooperation with Bangladesh, to work with the regime, to bolster the capabilities of its security forces, and to enable it to secure its very porous borders. Indeed, if anything, the attack highlighted the failure of the country's intelligence and security services. The problem may have stemmed from those services' politicization under this regime, as well as earlier ones. Human rights and civil society organizations have repeatedly claimed that these entities have increasingly come under the thumb of the Awami League.
Perhaps this tragedy will convince the regime to refrain from further diminishing the autonomy of these bodies, improve their training, and enhance their professionalism. Even though the hostage crisis ended swiftly, the various units involved could not prevent the brutal murder of twenty people before the matter was brought to a close. Finally, although it will be no easy task, Bangladesh will need to devote greater resources to making its borders stronger. The terrorists responsible for this incident were all from within Bangladesh. However, they have obvious links with transnational terror groups. In this context, it is important to recall that one of the domestic groups, the Harkat-ul-Jihad Islami, was an original signatories of Osama bin Laden's 1998 fatwa against the West. The government and the international community's continued cynicism could not only further destabilize this hidden...